Hey, what's going on guys? DK, back at you with another video here to bring the nine game NBA main site on Monday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA NFL sites on DraftKings. If you are unable to watch these videos, they also upload on Apple Podcasts. Link down below, it's called the DK DFS Show. And if you guys could take an extra minute or two out of your day, leave a five-star rating review, would really, really help me out. If you're interested in signing for premium content, offer free different packages on patreon.com. More info down below. The sponsor of the video is Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a player prop site where you can build out a lineup with player props and enter tournaments. So for example, uh, they have 20 player props. Um, you either take the over or the under, and you pick 10 of the 20 options. The less probable the prop is to occur, to occur the more you receive if you choose correctly. So, um, for example, like Joel Embiid is projected for 24 and a half uh, points. The over is more likely to happen, so you get less points if it does. But if it goes under, you get more points. So that's basically the idea. You know, do you want to play it safe and go for you know the less points, um, or do you want to risk it and go for uh, the more points, even though it's less likely. So that's kind of the game theory of it. I, I think it's fun. Nice, uh, you know, change of pace from DraftKings. So if you guys want to try out Thrive, make sure to sign up and use my code DKDFS. It's DKDFS, all one word, and you will get a 100% match up to $100. Okay, so before we get into players and their prices, guys, let's look back. Mine up here from tonight. So tonight, very, very tilted about that random blowout for Sacramento Memphis. So, so annoying. Um, it's like, what, like a two-point spread or something and just a massive blowout that's the stuff that really tilts me i was talking about the discord yesterday i was like there's finally no bs on saturday slate and i almost had a takedown like there's no ejections no random blowouts no massive foul trouble no injuries I had none of that yesterday and almost had a takedown and we go back to today's slate and uh massive blowout to really uh hurt my upside in this lineup so yeah, Fox played three second half minutes, guys. It's not like he got pulled with like a couple minutes to go in the third quarter. He got pulled right away. Like he was on pace for a good game and just didn't play because it was just a huge blowout. But Van Fleet here, Siakam, um, or Steve McCulloch was good. Siakam was a lot down, but then again, a lot of stars in the slate were. There were not really any standout stars. Like Tatum was really popular. He was a huge bust with Jalen Brown back. The Lakers guys were all overpriced. Um, Precious was fine. Tyus Jones was fine again on pace for big game blowout. Al Horford, massive was having a massive game. They closed with Ennis Cantor. I go back to, to Horford because, of course, I had to after one percent ownership. He's, he uh, was a massive letdown for me last slate, so I had to go back for him. He was smashing. They close with Ennis Cantor or Ennis Freedom, I should say, is his now name. Uh, and then I use a low on Marcus Smart who went for 40. That was pretty, pretty big. So right now I'm in the money. Probably will hold since the late game is not super popular. But, man, this this lineup had a lot more upside if that Sacramento Memphis game would have stayed competitive. Going over ownership in the – this is the Hall of Famer. This is the winning lineup right now. Van Fleet, Bain, Brooks, Siakam, Triple J, Jones, Fee, and Kate Cunningham. So Fee, 50%. Tyus Jones, 90%. Triple J, 50% owned. Fred Van Fleet, 60% owned. Let's see, what else? Melton was 70%. Terrence Davis was 40%. He got there in the blowout. Um, LeBron got a little bit of ownership. AD got a little bit of ownership. But, yeah, kind of an ugly, ugly slate, guys. Um, so that's it for the look back. Looking like a pretty solid night, even with the random massive blowouts. Um, so hope you guys had a good night. Let's see if we keep it going for this nine-game slate. So let's start off with Orlando and Philadelphia. Orlando. Cole Anthony is already ruled out for this game. We have Mo Bamba 
questionable. Um, somewhat significant because that would open up value for a guy like Robin Lopez. So keep an eye on that. If Mo Bamba plays, I don't think I'd get to him. I'm, I'm scared. Uh, targeting centers, uh, foul-prone centers going up against Joel Embiid. So I don't really think I would want to risk with a guy like Bamba. Carter Jr. has been phenomenal. As long as this game is competitive, he should play over 30 minutes. So I do like Wanakar Jr. a good amount here. The only concern is this Magic team is awful. So if the game blows out, that's where he will fail. Jalen Suggs at 5-3 got benched down the stretch. He's been not great. But um, with Cole Anthony out, he's getting you know decent minutes. And he's, he's stuffing the statue. He's just not... Uh, he's not been efficient, so he's fine. Franz Wagner, another player getting big minutes, uh, should get over 30. I think he's a decent play, but the price is coming up on him. If you think the game blows out, you want to look to get like RJ Hampton, if the prices come down a bit on him. And then, yeah, Gary Harris started last game. He did play over 30 minutes. Like, you can use Gary Harris. He's just a super, super low usage guy, but he's only 3.5K. And lastly, I mentioned Robin Lopez at 3-3. So he started last game, played 31 minutes. If there's no Mo Bamba again, I think Robin Lopez is a decent value play going up against a big uh, Joel Embiid. Um, and sure, there's foul trouble risk, but at this price point, it doesn't you know worry me as much, right? If Robin Lopez is more expensive, then it would be it would factor into my decision more. I mean, we got to Philadelphia, so Joel Embiid, he should just be able to feast against Bamba or Robin Lope, whoever they try to throw on him, he's just going to be able to feast. He had played 45 minutes last game. That was in double overtime. But 35 in regulation in his first game back, uh, that's good to see. There's no limit on Joel Embiid. I think he's a decent spend-up, only risks the blowout. A lot of the other 76ers are priced up from when Embiid is out, so I'm probably not get to anyone else. Denver Miami, well, once again, we're waiting to call Jokic news. He's questionable. Um, we'll have to see. It's a tough matchup. If Jokic plays, I like him at the top. If he does not play, then we have guys like Barton, Gordon, Monte Morris um, and on the greens viable. They ran a pretty tight rotation. Also, Fancudo, uh, Compazzo played big minutes on the bench. I think he would be a decent value play at only 3.7K, even in a tough matchup. So like, the whole starting five would be viable in a tough matchup. And then Campazzo off the bench. Moving on to Miami. So a couple of big pieces of news to keep an eye on. Jimmy Butler questionable. Tyler Hero questionable. If they're both in, there's not much that stands out to me on Miami. Right there a team that is, uh, you know, the top four guys uh, seem priced about right. But if Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero are out, then I really like Lowry. Then I really like Bam. And then we have to consider some value. Maybe a guy like Gabe Vincent, maybe Duncan Robinson comes viable. Max Struss played some decent minutes last game with no Hero. So there would be some uh, pretty interesting plays here in Miami if one or both of those guys are out. Charlotte and Chicago. So LaMelo Ball, 10.4K. I think a competitive game plays 35-plus minutes. Um, you know, a guy that can stuff the stat sheet. The price is is fair. Um, you know, he's been a little bit up and down. He did get benched that two games ago when he threw that uh, alley to himself off the backboard. The secondary options here for Charlotte, Bridges, Hayward, fine options. Rogier at 7-1 has been playing pretty well of late. Um, now, he has a little bit of a lower floor. Then LaMelo won't do as much of the peripheral stats, but... Um, yeah, he's been pretty aggressive in the offensive end, so a little bit interested there in Rozier. And Hayward got benched down the stretch in overtime, a little bit frustrating, but he was only 6.3K, so it's like a decent price point. Mason Plumlee's still out. I would assume P.J. Washington starts, but he's now 5.1K, also prone to foul trouble, which does worry me, especially against a guy like Vucevic. Probably won't get to anyone else here in Charlotte. Cody Martin minutes uh, went down. He wasn't some foul trouble. I think he probably gets closer to you know 25-ish minutes. So, yeah, not much else here for Charlotte. Moving on to Chicago, kind of the same thing I said about Miami when they're fully healthy. Just no one really stands out. Um, you know, the guy that probably looks the best, assuming there's no limitations, would be Vucevic against this front court. Um, 
So we'll have to keep an eye on the news. He only played 30 minutes there against Miami, but if he's going back to his like 35 plus minutes, I think Vooch should be my favorite option. Lonzo's played well of late, but again, his price is now up. It is the ball narrative. If you want to play the ball narrative, ball narrative and play Lamelo versus Lonzo, you can. Uh, but I don't read too much into the narratives. Caruso's price is about right. There's not much else here in Chicago. Okay, see in Houston, so SGA is back, which does hurt this lineup. SGA himself at 8K, it's a good matchup. He should play 35-plus minutes. Now, the floor is lower on SGA, Gildas Alexander. He's not handling the ball as much with Josh Giddy in there. So, uh, But the price is fair at 8K. I like him for GBPs. Josh Giddy at 6'5", just a secondary play. Um, floor is lower with SGA in the lineup. Lou Dort's going to play big minutes. He's probably going to play 35-plus minutes. More out there for his defense, but can knock down some shots. I think he's a fair value. Robinson Earl, 4-2, doesn't really stand out to me. And then the rotation behind that is just too much of a headache for me to try to go to anyone else. Moving on to Houston. So um, I used Christian Wood, Kempor Jr. last game. That went really, really well. Both were absolute smashes at about 50% ownership. Um, Wood, you know, I played him last time against OKC. He only played 29 minutes, right? That's why I was tilting um, 29 minutes in a competitive game because he shot so bad. Most of the time, he's going to play like 35 plus minutes if the game is competitive. I like the spot here, so I'm fine going back to Wood, even though the price did come up. Kevin Porter Jr. at 6'8 with no Jalen Green. He's going to be, um, you know, their top option at guard. He almost had a triple double. He'll be handing the ball a decent amount. We should get, again, 35 plus minutes from him. So even though the price went up on Kevin Porter Jr., I still have some interest in him. Eric Gordon should start and play low 30s minutes. I think he's a fine play. Um, at 5-2. Jay Sean Tate at 4-8 if he can stay out of foul trouble. I think he plays mid-30s minutes. Um, Garrison Matthews did start. Uh, he played big, big minutes. He's super reliant in the scoring. So you can use him. Just know he has a low floor still. So like if I if I have a feeling that Garrison Matthews is going to be chalky tomorrow, I am perfectly fine fading him because he is scoring dependent and if he doesn't hit his shots, he can easily fail. I'm right, moving on to Pacers and uh, the Timberwolves was a bonus. Had an awful game uh, today against the Bucks. One of eight shooting, only 22 minutes was a blowout. But um, throwing that the, the last game out the window, he's been pretty, uh, pr- been playing pretty well of late. You know, he had blowout, blowout here where he was on pace for massive games, then a 41 and a 48 fantasy point game. So um, I do like Sabonis only 8.4K. Minnesota, not super scared of them defensively. And I like Brogdon as well. He also had a bad game against the Bucks, but I don't really care. Um, you know, throw the last game out the window. He's been a pretty consistent guy that can stuff the stat sheet. So I like Sabonis. I like Brogdon. Turner, Levert, more for G, more in play for GPPs. They'll probably need Miles Turner's defense against um, Carl Anthony Towns. Every, you know, seems like every 10 games or so, Miles Turner goes for the random 60 fancy point games. So, and you can always, uh, you know, look to him for GBPs. And then Chris Duarte at 3.9K. Minutes have been ticking up a little bit on him. I think we get 25 to 30. Uh, he is sub 4K, which makes him a decent value play, in my opinion. And moving on to Minnesota. So currently talents at 9.7K. More, more so in play for GBPs. Uh, doesn't really stand out the price. Ant-Man, D'Lo are both fine options. Um, you know, Ant-Man was the massive chalk two slates ago. He was a huge bust. Um, they both just seem priced about right. I would, If a lot of people are going to Ant-Man, again, I would just rather go to D'Lo for much less ownership. There's still no Pat Beverly. Last game, they actually started Torian Prince at 3.2K. He played 31 minutes. Again, that the game to go to double overtime, like, you can use Torian Prince. He's not a good point per minute guy. Uh, McDaniel's a 3.4K. He's been getting a little bit more run of late, but he's been, you know, kind of standing in the corner on the offensive end. Malik Beasley at 4-4. I do think it's more opportunities. However, he's still reliant on the scoring. We saw the floor from him last game. We only went for seven fancy points. So 
Not much else here from Minnesota. Cleveland and Dallas. Cleveland running pretty tight rotation. We'll start with Darius Garland at 7-7. I like him here. He's just playing mass minutes. He's going to play like 35 to 40 minutes. He's a guy that's uh, you know going to stuff the stat sheet. 11-7, 11 assists the last three games. Not scared of Dallas defensively. I think Garland's a pretty safe play. And I really like Jared Allen, too. Just playing big, big minutes. Should play 35 to 38 minutes. A guy that's a good rebounder, good shot blocker. I like targeting bigs against Dallas. So I do like Jared Allen. Mobley's fine in his first game back. He played 33 minutes. It looks like there's no limitations on him. Rubio off the bench, more of a contrarian option. Uh, just more confident in the minutes now for Garland. Um, we have Dean Wade, doubtful. Chetty Osmond, questionable. So I think Laurie Markin might get a slight minutes bump. At 5.6, I think he's a pretty safe play. Like the minutes will be there. Um, doesn't really have insane upside, but I don't think he's going to kill you. Don't think I get to anyone else, though, on the Cleveland side. Moving on to Dallas. Luka Doncic at the top. I do like at 11-3. The price has come down on him a little bit. He sh- should play 38 minutes. He's a guy who can stop the stat sheet. And turning it on a bit of late, he started really slow this year. But, um, yeah, I think Luka is one of the better spin-ups in the slate. Porzingis, secondary play at 8.6K. 8.6K. Brunson, questionable. Um, I would think he comes back because he did practice on Friday. And then one value play I want to mention here, Maxi Kleba uh, off the bench has played 36 and 30 minutes last couple games. I think he's a pretty decent value play against a big front court. Now, if Brunson comes back, that would be one more body in the rotation that would maybe uh, you know make the minutes go down a bit in Kleba. So if Brunson comes back, it makes Kleba a little bit riskier, but a 4K, I think he's worth a look for salary relief. Okay, so Washington and San Antonio is the next game here. Uh, they're basically fully healthy, so no one that really stands out to me. Dinwiddie's really been struggling late. Beal's really only someone to look to when Dinwiddie rest. Kuzma, like you can play him. He has upside at times, so he still has a pretty low floor. As far as the centers go, I think I'd rather roll the dice in Gafford, and he is very prone to foul trouble. He's gone for 36 fancy points the last couple games, but you know, Chalk Gafford will never ever work out. Just it, it never will. He'll, he had eight blocks two games ago. Like if he's going to be pretty popular in the slate, I'm going to fade because he is again very very prone to foul trouble. KCP will play 30 minutes. Like he's always playable, but he's pretty reliant on scoring. I don't think I'm going to get to anyone else on Washington. Moving on to San Antonio, Dejounte Murray has been phenomenal. Um, he's playing massive minutes. The Spurs ran a really tight rotation last game too with uh, Doug McDermott and Devin Masella, which is good to see. So I do like DeJounte Murray a good amount here at 9-6. I also am pretty high on Derek White because, again, the minutes really condensed. Uh, they ran a really tight rotation. He played 37 minutes in regulation for Derek White. So um, I think he makes for a pretty solid play at 5.9K. Keldon Johnson, a little up and down, but he's the wing that has the most upside. Again, 38 minutes is good to see. And then Yaka Pertl, 5-7, I think is one of the safest plays on the slate. Good rebounder, good shot blocker, should play mid-30s minutes. I really like him at that price. Vassell, McDermott, both questionable. They're both out. Again, kind of solidifies the minutes for the main guys. And then I said, you would think Lonnie Walker would play more of those two guys out. Pop said, no, no, no. If you played Vassell last slate, you got popped. Every, like it's That's the smart thing to do. Couple wings out, play you know the wing off the bench more minutes. Nah, let's play him less minutes. That's Greg Popovich for you. He wants to play Kata Bates Diop for some reason big minutes uh, doesn't make any sense so main four guys for San Antonio in my opinion all look pretty good Portland and Utah tough matchup here for the guards Dame CJ more secondary options the guy that does stand out is Nurkic um finally got big minutes two games ago and had a massive ceiling game only played 24 minutes against Golden State small ball team still on for almost 30 uh, fancy points this is a big front court so you, you would think that Nurkic has to play more, maybe 30-plus minutes at only 6'3", even though the spot's not the best. I do like some use off Nurkic. 
And then Norman Powell's out, so that should be more minutes for a guy like Nasir Little, who I would assume would start at only 3.5K. I think he makes for a decent value play. You probably get a little more minutes for a guy like Larry Nance at 3.6, who's fine. He can play some small ball five. And then Robert Covington might pick up a couple extra minutes at only 3.8K. So there is some value here for Portland. Guys like Little, Nance, Covington should get more run here without Norman Powell. On the Utah side, Gobert doesn't really stand out to me. The guy that does stand out is Mitchell, who's really been struggling shooting of late. Finally had a decent shooting game against the Pelicans in a blowout one for 45 fancy points. So up-tempo game here. I do like Donovan Mitchell, only 8-1. The rest of the, the Utah side, like Conley, Clarkson, Bogdanovich, are all secondary plays. Now, keep an eye on Royce O'Neal. If Royce O'Neal's out, that will open up value in guys like Ingles and Rudy Gay. Ingles started, was on pace for about 30 minutes. The game was a blowout. Rudy Gay played over 20 minutes on the bench. He's been pretty productive. So those two would make for good value plays if Royce O'Neal can't go. And finally, the Pelicans and the Clippers. So the Pelicans, they just can't play a competitive game. Jonas Valanciunas can't catch a break here with these competitors. So blowout, foul trouble, blowout, 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 23. The last competitive game he played without foul trouble, 38 minutes against the Clippers, 50 fancy points. So, I think the, the boxer watchers will be scared off of Jonas Valanciunas. I am not scared off of him. I think he plays 35-ish minutes of the game, stays close, and now the prices come down because of all the blowouts and foul trouble. I am pretty high in JV at only 8-4. I think Brandon Ingram at 7-5 looks decent. He will also play big minutes of the game, stays close. Josh Hart is fine at 5-3. He's been stuffing the stat sheet and playing big minutes when the game is competitive. Um, I will mention Herbert Jones at 3.4K. Uh, who has been playing around 30 minutes or so. Low usage guy, but he's super, super cheap in play for salary relief. And finally, the Clippers. So Paul George, 10-2, is fine. You know, he hasn't been playing as well of late. Um, Reggie Jackson looked good in the early slate, and sure enough, he picked up four fouls in like five minutes. Only played 21 minutes, shot 0 of 5, and was a massive bust. Um, but before that, you know, 33, 53, 32 fans. Once he's a guy that does have upside, um, a little bit of a lower floor, though, than some other guards in the slate. Avicii Zubac going up against a big front court might be asked to play a little bit more. I think he's a decent play in the mid range. Um, Bloodsoe, 5 2. You can always go to him. And then the guys at Kennard, Man, Morse all look like the same to me. I expect all these guys to play somewhere around like 25 to 30, low 30s minutes for, you know, that, that combo of man, Kennard, Morris. Like one of those guys probably gets their minutes cut a little bit. So they're all like the same group to me. They're all just like secondary options. Um, Hartenstein, Zub, uh, and, and Sergi Bach, I'm probably going to stay away from the bigs off the bench. So yeah, guys, that's going to do it for the video. Uh, if you have been enjoying the content, again, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so you do want to upload videos and go live. Tomorrow will be a travel day for me, so might not be able to do a YouTube live stream, but I will let you guys know. Thanks again, guys. Have a great night, and I'll see you all in the next video.